What a great joy it is just for us to be together once again, and whether you're joining us for the first time or you're with us all the time, we want you to know that this is a community of faith, hope, and love. And we're talking today in our series, Reset. This is a season that we feel the Lord has called us to review our lives, review our church, and to reevaluate and look to the places that God would like to do renewal in our lives, re restoring our relationship with God in a deeper way, renewing our mind. We talked about that last week. And this week, we're talking about renewing our strength. Have you ever had somebody just say, or maybe you've said it yourself, I'm so tired. I can't do one more thing. But you know, there are some things still to be done. Things maybe the Lord wants you to do. Now, there is a promise that we are going to look in to as we open God's Word, the Book of Blessing, and we look into Isaiah, one of the premier prophets of the Hebrew Scriptures, Isaiah 40. We're going to learn some truth today that there is strength beyond natural strength. Uh, scientists are always uh, evaluating the, the strength, the energy of, of human beings. They're looking at diet, and they're looking at, at health, and they're looking at uh, exercise, and they're looking at physical issues. But here's something we learn as we open the Word of God. There are spiritual sources of strength that can come into our lives and supercharge us. And, and you may be in the place. I know I've been in the place, and I, I don't think I've done yet, where I just need supernatural strength. Well, that strength is available to you. Isaiah, the prophet, prophesied to God's people when they had gotten off track. And when you get off track, you waste a lot of time, a lot of energy, and you generally end up in bondage. And it's never God's plan for you to be in bondage to relational bondage or substance of bondage or financial bondage. He wants his people really to be free. Well, Isaiah prophesied. You can read his prophecies in Isaiah. He prophesies that the Assyrians are going to come in and they're going to conquer. The Babylonians are going to come in and they're going to conquer. And you are going to be depleted of your strength. But God never leaves us that way. He always gives us hope that if we will turn our attention, if we will repent, if we will turn back to him, that our strength can literally be renewed. And we want to come to a scripture in chapter 40 where he gives us this promise, that if we will wait for the Lord, we'll wait upon the Lord, our strength can be renewed. And when the Bible talks about renewing our strength, he can renew our strength uh, physically, uh, mentally, and spiritually. I'm talking about an ability by God's promise, by God's word, by the teachings of Scripture, that you can tap into spiritual strength that you will feel physically. The Bible talks about you can be physically strengthened. It talks about the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, that raised Christ from the dead. When that Holy Spirit is in your heart, when you have a relationship with God through Christ, 
that that spirit can give life or quicken your mortal body. There literally is physical strength that can come when you understand these truths. It's not only physical strength, it's mental strength. We talked about Romans chapter 12 last weekend. And you can go back and review, if you didn't see that lesson, go back and catch that lesson online. As we talked about renewing our mind, that the neural pathways of your mind can be renewed by understanding God's truth. Not just physically, not just mentally, but even spiritually. Acts chapter 1 says, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and I'll tell you right now, the Holy Spirit would like to come upon you right now. The Holy Spirit would like to be strengthening you so that you would have power, spiritual power, to shine brightly in a dark world. That's God's plan for us. Not that we would be living in fatigue, not that we wouldn't be able to accomplish the things he calls us to, but that we would be living in his strength, his power, and his ability. And Isaiah says that thousands of years ago to God's people. I know that you're going to feel depleted. The enemy is coming in because you've made place for the Assyrians. You have created consequences. You've turned your back on God, and that's going to cause all kinds of pain. But there is hope. And if you have felt like you've come to the end of your rope, tie a knot and hold on, because there is a way that we can renew our strength. And we're going to talk about three truths that come from Isaiah chapter 40, verse 31. I, I would encourage you, if you haven't done it already, to memorize these words, to commit this verse to your soul. Uh, maybe you could put it on your phone so that each day this week, this verse would come up. Just put it as an alarm, put it as a reminder so you would get these truths because these truths will revolutionize your strength level. You can have a reset and tomorrow, well, why wait for tomorrow? Today, you can feel the strength of the Lord. Here is what Isaiah teaches us, that when we put our hope in the Lord, our strength is renewed. When we put our, it's called waiting, but I put it here in the amplified version because it's more than just twiddling our thumbs and waiting for God to do something. This word in the Hebrew means to turn your expectation to God. To stop looking at your lack, your limitation, how tired you may feel, and turn your attention towards Him. That's what hope does. Hope is a positive expectation. It believes that tomorrow can be better than today. And the first lesson in receiving strength is to have hope in your heart. I encourage you to read the 40th chapter. It's a powerful chapter that talks about the power of God, how God never runs out of strength, and he wants to share that strength, and we can see his strength and his power in creation. It's chapter 40 of Isaiah that taught ancient Bible scholars that the world wasn't flat, that the world was a sphere. It's right there in Isaiah 40. He is the creator, and he comes in his power to share his strength when we look 
to the Lord. What had happened in Isaiah's day is God's people had stopped looking to the Lord and they were looking to all kinds of other things. Let's refocus our attention on the Lord. Now, as you look at this, understand that the first word is very important. And you could quote this scripture and miss it. But the word but ties this thought of God renewing our strength to the verse immediately before it. And the verse immediately before it, verse 30, is about physical strength being exhausted. And we've all been there. You could be there today. Here's what verse 30 talks about, the, the strength of youth being exhausted. And, and when I'm around my grandkids, they seem to have boundless energy, and I remember those good old days. But he says natural strength will be exhausted. The youth will fail with their strength. The, the young men will be exhausted. Even the strongest amongst us will come to a natural breaking point. And at that point, don't be broken. It's what Isaiah is saying. Don't be broken in that moment. Turn your attention towards the Lord. Put your hope in the Lord. Could, could I encourage you to do something? L literally, physically. The seat that you're sitting in, just scoot to the edge of your seat. Just, just a little, just push to, to the front of your seat. What do we call that? We call it sitting on the edge of our seat. And this expectation, just what's next? It's getting up every morning and saying, what is the adventure that God has for me today? Or what are the adventures that God has for me today? That expectation literally invites the renewal, the exchange that takes place when we give God our weakness and God gives us his strength. That's what happens in renewal. We give God our weakness. We give God our tiredness. We give him our exhaustion, verse 30. Then you come to verse 31. And as you look to the Lord with hope in your heart, anticipating what God wants to do today, what God wants to do this week, sit on the edge of your seat every day and put your hope in the Lord. Second thing he says is this, aim higher. And he brings us to uh, the metaphor of mounting up with wings as eagles. Here's what hope does. When you put your hope in the Lord, it lifts you higher. It gives you this deep sense tomorrow is going to be better than today. I may feel tired right now, but as I put my hope in the Lord, my strength, well, it's going to be renewed. Eagles fly higher and see farther than other birds. And change of position, the perspective changes the anticipation and direction of your life. Have you ever gone up high? This is calling us higher, aim higher. Have you ever gone up into a high building and looked down to where you were moments before and, and the street looks different because you can see from a higher perspective? You ever been up in an airplane and looked down and said, well, this is a whole different perspective? Every morning when we begin, if you turn on the news, you're going to get the weather and you're going to get the traffic. <laughs> what is that? That is a big picture to renew your strength, you've got to get a big picture of your life. 
And this metaphor, this story that Isaiah gives to us by the Holy Spirit is specific and purposeful to mount up like eagles. He could have chosen any animal, but eagles were specifically chosen because of their power and their majesty, and they teach us some things. Maybe you know about eagles, or, or maybe you don't, but here's a few things about these eagles. First of all, notice this, and if you've got a pen and you're taking some notes, circle eagles. That's a plural word. It's hard to fly with the eagles when you're scratching around with the turkeys. You've got to run with the eagles. So that's plural. So the people you're around, evaluate that. And eagles have an ability to move to high altitudes. There are some birds, turkeys, that are down on the ground all the time. Uh, some birds fly from tree to tree, little short flights. Some birds can fly at 20 or 30 feet over, over buildings and but eagles, eagles can fly at, at 10,000 feet, 15,000 feet. They fly high. And that perspective, seeing things from a high vision, changes the energy level, the strength of your life. Eagles have a vision that is incredible. Eagles are smaller than human beings. Their eye is about the size of a human eye, but they can see four, five times better than we can. They can see things uh, miles away. They see with clear vision. So high perspective, clear vision strengthens us. Just get that. High perspective, sharp vision actually brings vision into our hearts. And when they lock in on something, they don't let go. They vision it and they move towards it. They can move up to 200 miles an hour. When they swoop down to get their prey, they, they are the, that's the original fast food. They just come in from that high altitude. So eagles go high. They have clear vision. Uh, do you know this about eagles? They use storms. They don't let storms use them. Uh, eagles take the winds the pattern of the winds to rise higher. Maybe you've seen pelicans. We're on the coast, and we have some bald eagles in this area, but we see more pelicans. And pelicans will just use the wind. They're not using a lot of effort. That's what an eagle does. And as the storm comes, they use the winds of the storm to mount up higher and higher and higher and higher until they literally are over the storm. And I don't know if you've ever flown in a plane where you've flown into a bad weather city, but it can be beautiful when you're above the storm. Sun is shining, it's peaceful, and then you descend into the storm. Well, eagles mount above the storms, and that gives greater strength. You're in rest. In the midst of the storm, you're at rest. You're at peace because you have used the storm. You haven't let the storm use you. You know this about eagles? They, uh, they test before they trust. Bald eagles generally mate for life. Here's what happens. When the females are going to choose their mate, they, they get a little twig, and they fly up very high. They get the eye of a, uh, an eagle. I say, hey, maybe you could be the one. And they, they fly together, and she drops the twig from a very high altitude. And the male eagle will swoop down, and he's got to catch that twig. And he's got to bring it back to her. And she does it again. What is she doing? She's testing him. 
Does he have the strength? Is he the kind of mate that she wants to spend the rest of her life with? Well, maybe there's a message for our single people. Hey, just don't take any bald eagle. <laughs> pick one that is tested. Hey, pick a man of God to be in your nest. They test before they trust. And maybe you knew this. This is very interesting. That Leviticus chapter 11 tells us that eagles are unclean. Which was interesting when I was studying this. I thought, Lord, you could have chosen any animal, any bird, but the eagle is unclean, which is mean it wouldn't be edible. But here's what that, I felt the Lord say to me. You don't have to be all cleaned up to receive spiritual strength. There's a grace in this message that God takes these unclean birds and makes them the metaphor of soaring above the storm, seeing from a new perspective. And you can aim higher today. You don't have to wait until everything's cleaned up. Scoot to the edge of your seat. Anticipate what God wants to do in your life. Mount up on wings like eagles. Aim higher. Don't be down on the ground complaining about everything that is going on. Mount up above the storm. Get that traffic copter view. You see where things are. You see where the problems are. You see the best route. That's the vision that God wants to give to us. And that renews our strength. And the third thing he talks about us is this. Just, just get moving. There's got to be some motion. He talks about running and not being weary, walking and not fainting. So here's how the pattern goes. We, first of all, want to put our hope in the Lord. We want to have that excitement, enthusiasm, anticipation that God is at work. The creator of the universe is working all things together, even for our good, for his glory, of course, but for our good. So we have that anticipation. We put our hope in the Lord. We mount up, we see things from a whole different point of view, and then we start to do something about it. Don't wait until you feel that surge of strength. Start moving. Some days are running days. You get a lot done. Some days are walking days. Not as much, but every day is a moving day. Every day is a day you just say, okay, I have that anticipation. I've seen that the vision. I have a clarity of vision. I'm going to start doing something about it. This works in physicality and it works in spirituality. Those that work out know that sometimes the body says, hey, not today. But if you'll press through, when you work out, you actually finish with more energy, strength, and vitality than you started with. Same things happen spiritually. I don't know, daily devotions, my quiet time, my time of meditating with the Lord, it's a, I don't know if I'll do it. But if you will do it, if you get moving, open the book, start reading, open your heart, start receiving, you receive more strength and energy by moving towards what God is calling to you. When you have that vision, just don't vision and dream. Start walking. Start running. Because as you move towards what God is calling you to, there is a renewal of your strength. Don't sit and watch life pass you by. Get moving. Instead of just waiting. Here's what the scripture says. Paul captures this. That we walk, there's a motion in our spiritual life, and we do it by faith. 
So we have faith. We renew that relationship with God through hope, waiting on the Lord. We get God's vision from his perspective, high perspective, heavenly perspective, and then we start moving. So important. Just start, like, write something down. What am I going to do today? How am I going to accomplish what God has for me today? God will give you strength for what he has for your life, to love people, to share the good news of the kingdom of God. He'll give you spiritual strength to overcome sin, temptation. He will give you the strength you need. Paul said it like this again. He says, hey, I'm letting go of the things that were in my yesterdays, and I am straining. I am moving towards the future. I want to see God's plan. And so let me say, if you have gotten off track, remember the, the Hebrews in Isaiah's day, they'd gotten off track. They'd gotten their eyes on other things, and Isaiah keeps calling them back to God, keeps calling them back to God. They hardened their hearts. So they had consequences, and that happens to all of us. If we don't put our focus in the right place, if we get idols, other things come in and take our attention, we'll suffer the consequences. And God's people did. Assyrians came in, Babylonians came in. But then he says, okay, God's not finished with you yet. And listen to me, God is not finished with you yet. Here's his call, that your strength would be renewed that you would turn your attention towards God, just like Paul did in Acts chapter 16. He and Silas had been doing God's work. They'd been arrested. They'd been beaten. They'd been thrown in prison. It's about midnight. You think, well, they'd be tired, and they would be. They'd gone all day. They'd gone through an accusation. They'd gone through beating. They're thrown in prison. But what did they do? They put their hope in the Lord. They didn't look at the prison walls. They looked at God. And as they lifted their hearts towards God, spiritual strength came into that prison. And they started to pray. Why? Because they were starting to see what God wanted to accomplish. And they started to worship. They started to praise. And their strength in that tough place was renewed. It doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what's happened today. It doesn't matter about this last week. Today can be a day of glorious renewal. And their strength changed all of the prisoners. They all respected what Paul had to say, changed the prison guard and the prison guard's family. Why? Because here's why God wants your strength to be renewed. So that you will shine brighter in a dark world. That you won't get off track. You'll renew your hope in the Lord. You'll turn back to him. I encourage you to do that. Put your hope in the Lord and just scoot to the edge of your seat. For this coming week, scoot to the edge of your seat. with just Lord, what are you going to do? What adventure do you have? What do you want to accomplish? Lord, help me to aim higher. Help me to see life from a higher perspective. That's my prayer. To not get all the information from this news story and this problem that they're reporting. No, I want, to, I want to live above the storm. I want to have that eagle eye. I want to let the storm take me higher. I don't want to get sucked into the dark, destructive forces. I want to be above the storm. And I want, oh God, for you to help me to walk by faith. So our prayer is today that you would turn your heart towards Jesus in a fresh way, knowing that Jesus is with you,
and that you'd open your heart right now. Open your heart to Jesus. It's very simple. He's with you right now. He's knocking at your heart's door. You don't have to be totally clean. (laughs) The eagle was an unclean bird, spiritually, religiously unclean. God says, that's my metaphor for this story, that you can come as you are and God's grace will cover you, lift you higher and pour strength into you. So simply say yes to Jesus today by saying, Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I turn away from my sin. I turn away from my shame. And I receive you, Jesus, and I want you to help me follow you all the days of my life. And then, if you will do that, and you'll simply text the word yes to our text number, we'll send you a free ebook. We'd like to encourage you and strengthen you and, and see your faith grow. If you want any prayer, you got any prayer needs, text the word prayer to the same number, which is 941 260 21, and I want you to know that we are praying that God will lead us and guide us, that this will be a season of resetting, renewal, revival, because God is about to do amazing things on the planet, and we want to be a part of it. I I pray, I hope, and believe that you're going to be a part of it. And so I pray God's blessing. In fact, I bless you in Jesus' name. And in Jesus' name, you are incredibly blessed.